I'm going to be sexy till the day I die, even though, you know, your libido goes up and down, you know. Sometimes you're horny and sometimes you aren't, you know. But it's up to you to, to enjoy your own sexuality. Hello. You're on Wait, You What? Where every episode I speak to someone who has a surprising story to tell that'll make you say exactly that. The kind of head-turner, double-take stories that really pull you in. Thank you so much for your review so far. I appreciate it so much. I hope you've been enjoying hearing from a very diverse list of guests, from an ex-FBI agent to today, a 74-year-old stripper. You can always get in touch with any suggestions for guests. I'm on Instagram at Erica underscore Mallet. And just a note that this episode very briefly mentioned sexual assault. So if that brings something up for you, maybe skip this episode. All right, let's hear about it. So when I was a teenager, my mum mentioned in passing that she had the invisible woman syndrome. I was like, what? Are you sick? And then she explained that a lot of women, as they're ageing, feel like people kind of just stop noticing them and they're invisible. In the eyes of society, sexiness and sexuality is often reserved for people who are young. And as people who identify as female age, it becomes less widely acceptable for them to flaunt their sexuality. Obviously, there are a lot of other unfair ways people are excluded from conventional ideas of sexiness, like gender, ableism and race, but today we're talking specifically about age. So meet someone who refuses to comply with societal rules of self-love and sex. Hello, my name is Elizabeth Burton. I'm a 74-year-old striptease dancer. Luckily, I can still do it. She's also been known to refer to herself as the old tart of Surrey Hills in Sydney. The girlish girls and the queer community love to see an old lady take their clothes off. Uh, doesn't matter if you're saggy or baggy, you're still pretty fabulous. When you're talking to her, Elizabeth comes across as absolutely in charge. You know how sometimes your demeanour changes depending on who you're talking to? Well, mine does anyway. Like I sort of speak differently on a work call than I would to my best friend. Well, you get the impression that Elizabeth is just 100% her 100% of the time. I believe in mastication, masturbation, meditation and mobility. They are, that's my motto. This is what Elizabeth calls the four M's. Don't worry, we'll get into that a bit later. I became a Buddhist in 1971, which has basically saved my life because I did all the, the drugs and ridiculous things that we did in those days. Elizabeth has been stripping for over 50 years and she is an absolute pro in the art of seduction. You try to utilise the stage and, um, use, well, sometimes you had to do a 20-minute show. So I would wear a lot of garments. I used to wear 10 G-strings in those days because you, you, you needed a lot of things and I'd wear, uh, like, um, gloves and, and stockings and several garments and lots of g-strings and at 74 years old she's not finished performing yet i did a show called goddess in may of this year it was a big hit we sold out a month before the show opened which the people had never that had never happened before and we got standing ovations every night we did eight shows and uh, i had pneumonia i didn't know that i was pretty sick at the time but I managed to do it. It was a very wonderful thing. Elizabeth makes it her duty to go through this life trying to remind people of one thing, to love themselves. You know, your body is a wonderful thing and I don't know who told us it was rude and dirty. You know, I've some crazy person put that in the heads of people and I reckon it's mucked up people forever. 
So in today's episode of Wait, You What, you're going to hear about the ups and downs of Elizabeth's 50-plus years travelling the world as a stripper. A lot of it was fun, but there was a lot of hard lessons and scary stuff too. But through it all, Elizabeth has mastered the art of self-love and not letting go of your sexuality, even when society is trying to pull it away from you. So what do you love about stripping? Well, number one, it got me the opportunity to travel all over the world. I'm the eldest of eight children, uh, raised in a little mining town called Captain's Flat. So, you know, basically an Aussie battler from an Aussie battler family. And I would never have had that opportunity had I not found, had I not got stripping. Elizabeth started her dancing career as a go-go dancer during the Vietnam War. I went to Vietnam as a go-go dancer in 1968. I turned 21 two days after I arrived in Vietnam. And it was an absolute shock. I thought I was going on an adventure, but I there are no winners in war. War is the most disgusting thing on earth, and I can't believe people are still doing it. When she arrived in Vietnam, Elizabeth was told she wasn't allowed to speak to anyone who wasn't Caucasian. She thought this was a ridiculous rule, and she broke it by talking to some black servicemen. And because of this, she got kicked out of Vietnam over concerns that she would start a race riot just by talking to them. I left Vietnam and went to Hong Kong and I was waiting for this girl to finish a job so that I could take it over, which was going to be a hostess job. Anyway, I met a guy named Wayne Beck and fell in lust with him. And he said, come to America with me. And I went, okay. So on the way to the airport, he gave me a package and said, this is a diamond watch for my mother. Hide it on your person. And I said, I'll wear it. He said, no, you've got to hide it somewhere. So I put it in my hair. We used to wear um, hair pieces and I had a beehive. So I wrapped it around my hair and then put the beehive over the top of it. And I got into LaGuardia Airport and it turned out that I had carried heroin in my hair for, you know, these people. So that guy, Wayne Beck, left me in that hotel at LaGuardia. I didn't have any money. He left me destitute. And so I called this guy um, Solomon and Solomon came and helped me do a midnight flit out of the hotel and he took me to a place in uh, New Jersey called Lake Lawil where I became a white maid to a black family in 1969, which was an absolute unheard of crazy thing. And it wasn't long after that until Elizabeth found stripping. I didn't have a green card. So uh, I auditioned at the Psychedelic Funhouse on 8th Avenue and 42nd Street in New York and I got the job and then the girls there introduced me to an agent and I just travelled the world till 1979 as a stripper. It was a marvellous and wonderful thing and I learned as I went. The whole beehive heroin incident wasn't Elizabeth's only brush with the law either. There were quite a few more in America. I did get arrested four times in America. Conspiracy to demoralise the people of Philadelphia was one charge. Nudity on stage was another charge. Uh, lewd and lascivious conduct was another charge. And what, what each time we um, got arrested was when they were having an election in that town. This meant that there was a lot of, you know, like, clean up the town, clean up the streets kind of rhetoric going on. So you can imagine strippers were the first target. But what would happen is that instead of cops coming and just arresting everyone... They would watch the show. They come in, 
pay to come in and see the show. And then at the end of the show, we were all doing our like um, finale. Everybody came on in and said, you know, goodbye to the audience. And uh, then the police would stand up and say, you know, you're arrested under arrest. <laughs> I just think it's quite funny. I didn't at the time, mind you, because I was illegally in the bloody country. You know, I was shitting bricks. I was scared as anything, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I got through it. Elizabeth landed back in Australia and kept on stripping. She was really involved in the early King's Cross nightclub scene. And by around the mid-1970s, she was apparently Australia's highest paid stripper. In 1982, Elizabeth gave birth to her daughter, Liberty, who's actually one of my friends. That's how I know Elizabeth. And she never hid what she did from Liberty. She never hid anything from Liberty, really. Liberty's biological dad wasn't involved in her upbringing, but when Liberty was really young, Elizabeth married one of her close friends who was a gay man so that he could stay in the country with his partner. Elizabeth, Liberty and her two stepdads all lived together for a little while in Sydney. My dad used to say, roll with the punches, big lady. And that's what I did. I rolled with the punches. Staying sexy forever, Elizabeth says, that's a choice. Society's going to try pull it away. And you can let it or you can not let it. You know, it's that's your choice. I, I, I'm going to be sexy till the day I die, even though... You know, your libido goes up and down, you know. Sometimes you're horny and sometimes you aren't, you know. But it's up to you to, to enjoy your own sexuality. And unfortunately, in our lives, you know, we're, we're taught it's rude and dirty. And that makes me really sad for everybody on earth because you, it isn't rude and dirty. It's only rude and dirty when people are cruel or nasty. And that invisible woman syndrome that I mentioned earlier... It's something that Elizabeth is very aware of. You know, like in the old day, I could look across a room and pick a guy up with no worries at all. But now when you're saggio baggio, they look at you, they wouldn't take a second look at you, you know. But they don't know what they're missing out on anyway because I'm an experienced lover, you know. They would have a wonderful time with me if they only gave it a try. Or not that I'm uh, looking at this point. But um, it's a very interesting thing that happens to people. We don't lose our sexuality, darling. It's just that people um, have put age in a strange place. And there's no doubt it's a hard thing to fight against. Like, anti-aging is big business. In a lot of ways, age is a dirty word. But Elizabeth just wants to claim it and be proud of it. I'm old. I'm going to be 74 tomorrow. I'm happy about that. I'm, I, I can't believe I've survived this long after all the stuff that I did to myself, right? People say, oh, no, you're not old. Don't call old. Why not? Oh, let me be old. I've been young. I've been middle-aged. Now I'm bloody old. Let me be old and enjoy it and be proud of it, you know. Like, you know, my life. I'm not ashamed of any of the crazy, stupid, socially in- um, unacceptable things I've ever done in my life, you know. That's made me who I am. It's, a, it's a, you know, we're, we're all going to die, darling. We all have a beginning, a middle and an end. So we might as well enjoy all the bits and and not try. I mean, you know, I've spent thousands on lotions and potions trying to keep my skin lovely and this, that and the other, but that's bullshit. Your skin goes anyway. You know, I I, I did an ad once where they put this cream on my face and it was like using egg white on your face and it makes you go all stiff and everything. I I mean, they wouldn't use me again because I thought, oh, Christ, I'm never going to use this because I didn't like the feel of my skin just being stiff. 
to hide the wrinkles. Well, you know, why? Now, if you've been looking for a new life philosophy lately, I recommend you listen to this and adopt it straight away. It's called The Four M's, coined by Elizabeth Burton. I don't know where that came from, but I've been talking about it for many years, right? The first M is mastication. Chewing your food properly. That's what you were given your teeth for, you know. And if you see what people do, they go chomp, chomp, swallow. They do not chew their food. So, you know, look after your teeth. And also chewing your food is very good face exercise, you know. My dad used to say, chew 22 times. And we'd all be the little eight children sitting around the table having our dinner and they'd look at you and say, you only chewed 19 times. And then, you know, years later I said, Dad, how did you know that? He said, I didn't know that. I just, you know, randomly said that. So he tricked us all the time. But he gave us very good advice about chewing your food. So that's mastication. The second M, masturbation. Masturbation is relieving your tension. You know, your body is your own body. You are allowed to touch your own body. I do not know. I mean, when I was a little girl, my mother said to me, she caught me touching myself and she said, oh, you rude and dirty girl, God will punish you. And I waited till she left the bedroom and said, I don't care, God, this feels too good. So I have been touching myself forever. And I just do not know who said that was a bad thing. This is your body. Why can't you touch it? Any wonder, like I read in the paper where one lady was 35 and had never climaxed in her life. Well, she obviously never touched herself as a child or, or found out what she liked with her body. Find out what you like and, and do it. All right, so, so far we've got mastication, masturbation, and the third M is meditation. Well, that's getting in touch with your positive and your negative and the inner being that you are, that a lot of people do not want to talk about. They don't want to even know who they are because they're frightened of who they really are. Well, you need to know who you really are. You need to love and respect who you really are and know that you're a good person. And sometimes you're a bad person, you know, like you aren't perfect. None of us are perfect. You know, we've got that evil bitch as well as that goddess in us, you know. And finally, the fourth M, mobility. You know, you've got to keep moving. If you don't move it, you lose it, you know. So whatever is makes you happy to be mobile, you know, if it's walking or it's dancing or playing a sport or, you know, whatever it is that makes you happy, keep that body moving. I think I'm going to adopt the four M's. I hope you do. It's very hard to do four M's all at once, mind you, but, you know, um, I don't that. <laughs> <laughs> I might try later. You talk about self-love and, you know, how how it's empowering stripping. A lot of people these days do struggle with loving themselves and loving their body. What tips would you have for them to love themselves better? Honey, there are no tips. Just like what you live in. doesn't matter what shape you are. This, you're in charge. It's your brain that's controlling your body, you know, so like it. I, I, I don't get that, you know, like some crazy person out there said that's the perfect body shape there's no bloody perfect body shape everybody is different and it's a very sad and sorry state of affairs when you're living in something you live in your body so you might as well like it you know I mean if you're fat you're skinny you're you know you've got big tits and big ass or none of them at all it doesn't matter whatever you live in is perfect for you 
And and what if you live your life wishing you were something else? What what a waste. Would you have the same answer for not caring what people think? Of course you care what people think. I couldn't possibly say I don't care what people think. You know, everybody wants everybody to love them, you know, but that doesn't work. So you've just got to go, okay, you know, you don't like me, that's okay. I'm happy with what I've got. And and just be content with what you've got. And be grateful, man. We are very fortunate human beings. The majority of us. I mean, I know there are a lot of very sad and pathetic things going on out there. And, you know, I've been raped in my life. I've been treated like shit by men in my life. But, you know, somewhere you find the resilience to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to let this affect me. And stripping was something that helped Elizabeth build that resilience, despite the fact that she copped a lot of shit for it. It's very empowering because you're in charge, but also people... You know, I was a dirty old slut to most people, darling. You know, like you you got insulted all of the time. People don't get it. And I really believe that your body is your home, your transportation, your instrument, the temple of your God, your sexuality. It's a lot of things that, and it's a pretty magnificent thing. And you only get one chance at that body. Every individual is perfect for them. You can't jump out of you and be somebody else. So you really, in my opinion, need to enjoy what you live in. If you look back across all of the strip shows you've ever done, and this could be a difficult question, but what was the most exciting or memorable show for you where you were on stage stripping? Um, I have been very fortunate to work all over the world. Like, for example, in Japan, there was a place called The Crown and it was in Ginza. And um, you used to go on the stage downstairs and the stage would elevate, uh, go up, and then you'd be in the showroom. But you were you were kind of by an elevator where you were lifted into the showroom and that place had a 25-piece orchestra. So that was fantastic. And when I would, in, in my early days uh, travelling around, you had to take sheet music. And when you went to, you know, Malaysia or Singapore or any of those places, they were great jazz musicians, those guys. So what I would say to them is, what jazz grooves do you like? And we would work something out and and they'd be playing jazz that they really loved and I liked the groove to it. And so, you know, it was really fantastic because we were working together. Elizabeth puts her adventures in life down to pretending to be brave and just being on a constant quest for fun. I don't know where I got to be brave. I pretended I was brave all my life. I wasn't really. I was quivering inside, but I pretended I was brave. And I just did, um, I had fun, you know, and I met wonderful people and drank great wine, smoked great dope, heard great music, danced great with everybody, fabulous. And how lucky am I? Wow, I feel so fancy talking over this instrumental. <laughs> Wait You What is written, produced, recorded by me, Erica Mallet. And if you liked this episode, Elizabeth actually has a podcast of her own with her daughter Liberty. It's called A Cup of Tea with Miss Modesty and it will be coming out soon. But before it comes out, you should follow them on Instagram. It's at Miss Modesty Pod. Elizabeth also has a book coming out soon, which is currently being crowdfunded. So if it's something you want to support, go and show some love. 
Thanks for listening. I'll see you next episode. Bye. Bow. Bow. Bow.